Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show with me, Sean Sheehan. As you can see here alongside me, I am joined today by a very special guest, Harry Powell, uh, to, to talk about something very special. Actually, it's it's one we, we do a podcast over in Severe May talking about lots of different topics uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. And one we thought we'd talk about today, considering the last pay-per-view has just happened and the last big fight before that and maybe a couple before that, was a Jose Aldo fight. We've kind of connected Aldo and Oliveira and want to look at the adaptability in fights. So I've, I've joined today by Harry. If you don't know Harry, he's been covered the sport for a good while, a big uh, BJJ proponent himself, and he's working uh, for Severe Bay at the moment on over in the All About Palance podcast, so he's a, a fantastic guy covering sport. Harry, how are you today? I appreciate you joining me. Thank you very much, sir. I am... Uh that was probably one of the kindest intros of all time. And uh, yeah, personally, as you can see by my smile, I'm very excited. So yeah, thank you very much for having me on. No problem. Let, let, let's do it. Let's get straight into it all together because I, I think it's... I was very excited to watch the Jose Aldo fight a while back and how he kind of... And there's such blistering similarities, I think, between Aldo and Oliveira and the way they won those fights, both losing the first round, both adapting and both winning well in the end. And in very obviously very very different ways with very very different uh, tactics and as very very different fighters and I, I look i speak about it a lot i think it's a thing that was more prevalent in boxing down through the years uh because you know we've seen more boxing matches being around for longer it's a more advanced sport in terms of technique and tactics and all of that but that ability to adapt in a fight, I've always thought it's huge, and I know we've spoken about it uh, uh, bits and pieces. But what do you think? Like, well, what? How big do you think that is, and the ability not just to uh, adjust in a fight, but to adjust from um, a, a set of tactics that are losing you to fight well to winning you to fight well? How big is that? Well, I think it's massive. I, I don't think we could understate it, and I think it's going to it's going to become more and more prevalent as 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 we go on. You know, we we've talked. We've talked. We've talked previously about how skill sets in MMA are becoming more and more equal, and and people are learning the the, the basis of, of every skill set and all the facets of MMA. And I think your point there about bringing boxing in is is fantastic because boxing's been around for so many years that you, you're generally not going to see a new style, a brand new style of boxing that nobody's ever seen. You're probably not going to find that. You may find specialists in specific. Uh, styles, but you're not going to find a brand new style. Whereas in MMA, we may see a brand new style yet to come, right? That, that, that's, that's absolutely coming. But, but the fundamentals of, of the different phases of MMA that we've talked about, striking to grappling, those at some level are becoming more and more and more understood globally. And, you know, we, we, we talked about Cage Legacy, the, the, uh, the Irish amateur promotion recently, and some of the fights there, those guys as amateurs look like the professionals of 10 years ago. Right. So when you talk about adaptability, I think this is a skill that's going to set fighters apart. And the, the two examples that we're talking about today in Charles Oliveira and Jose Aldo are two of the most exemplary examples in the last little while. Jose Aldo in the first round against Rob Font was trying to be first to, the, to, 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 to strikes and first in the exchanges. Rob Font was beating him to the punch, uh, metaphorically and physically. So Jose Aldo went away and as on, on his way back to the corner, he, he almost said to himself, he didn't need the corner's advice. He was like, well, this, lads, this isn't working. I'm going to change it up and I'm going to, I'm going to go to my plan B. I'm going to look at my footwork. I'm going to lean back on my footwork and I'm going to counter strike. Charlie Olives, essentially the same. Mid fight was like, oh, okay, this isn't working. You know, I need to, I need to lean on plan B. And 
look what happened, you know? I, I, and I, I agree with that. There, there's slight differences, I think. I think Oliveira had... Uh, the, 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 I think a, an almost bigger part of Oliveira is Oliveira had good parts with the bad parts in that first round because he was hitting to the body. Those knees to the body were absolutely vicious. Beautiful. And most fighters would look at the positives in that and not look at the negatives. Wouldn't look at the fact that they'd be knocked down. I actually just watched back the fight there in Ottawa. Basically knocked down hard twice and would continue with that game. And it's a very hard thing to change up. But one point I want to hit on there before I forget it, because you talked about like um, the improvements in the world of mixed martial arts and the improvements in technique leading to adjustments being more possible or being more prevalent even. I remember speaking to Dan Hardy before... That are in the middle of the, the two most recent McGregor Poria fights. And you know, after that first one, it was all about the leg kicks and everything like that, and about Saupa versus Saupa. I asked him that question about Saupa versus Saupa. And he gave me a very, very intelligent answer. He well, he gave me a long-winded answer, but the first part of that answer that he told me was in the future, this won't be a discussion. Because everyone will be able to do leg kicks. Everyone will be able to defend leg kicks. Everyone will be able to fight Saupa. Everyone will be able to fight Orthodox. Everyone will be a top-level jiu-jitsu artist. Everyone will be really good at striking. And, you know, maybe it's a podcast for the future as well. We'll talk a little bit about jiu-jitsu. I know I've talked to Andrew Bagahad as well about getting on to talk a little bit about jiu-jitsu. But I, I, I really think that that is a big part of it as well. That the fact... Look... Jose Aldo was able to adjust. And as you said there, and I've spoken about it on this podcast and the Severe Mail podcast as well, that... It was, uh, you know, two titans going to war in the middle of the cage and Fontos winning that fight. And Aldo was able to adjust to become a more counter-attacking fighter. While I was going to say defensive, but it wasn't really defensive. It was counter-attacking. Most fighters wouldn't be able to do that because most fighters can only fight one way. Most fighters are very, very, at that level, are very, very good at fighting that one way and maybe good at fighting a different way, but not most of them are most of them are not very very good at fighting two to three different ways like Jose Aldo is and another point as well is I think Jose Aldo's style is so good and so it works so well that adjustments in that style in the middle of the fight are possible and I think Oliveira is the same he has designed a style for himself like you you talked about new styles emerging there I think Oliveira's style is almost a new style to be honest the way he fights isn't that it? Like, at the moment, we are still in a place where there are only few fighters who have the ability to adjust because of the their ability in two or three different areas that they can rely on that and move to something where they're just as good at. Absolutely. I, I'm going to use the term, uh, a very famous term in, in Irish MMA media, and that's upper echelon. And I think you only get to the point of being able to break through the ice Break, breaking through the layers of the onion, right, which are being proficient enough to put a style together, being proficient enough to put a style together that will get you to the top 15, to the top five, to title, to win the title. But then when you get there, being able to develop, redevelop that style, because people are then going to, you know, manufacture a way to beat you, right? Dom Cruz is the perfect example. Fighters coming up saying they watched Dom Cruz forever. Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor said it about him. I've watched this guy for years. I know exactly how to beat him. Well, the adaptability comes, I think, when you have such a well-rounded skill set or such a well-rounded style. However, we look at somebody like Rafael Asuncao, right? Who can only ever fight one way and has only ever fought one way. And when somebody tries to force him to fight another way, aka moving backwards like TJ, 
Watch what happens, right? A fantastic dominant dominant performance. Whereas you have a guy like Jose, and actually, if we look at if we compare Jose's fight against uh, Piotr Jan and his fight now against Rob Font, and obviously two different calibers of fighters, but Jose wasn't able to as effectively make the changes, wasn't as effectively able to adapt. Whereas, and, and it feels like Jose's improved, right? Because he goes and now he fights Rob Font, who okay isn't quite the, the top, top tier of, of Piotian. However, he goes in, he's like, my A game's not working, and he can then readapt and change that. And I feel as though that comes now, now in this, MMA, this style of MMA, this time of MMA, that comes with the elitist fighters because you're going to find that those guys have cracked through enough of the wall, enough of the rudimentary skill set to allow them to then adapt. It's same with Charles, Charles Oliver, exactly the same. I, I would agree. And I think as well, when you look, so we, we'll move on to, to Aldo in a second, or to Charles, Charles Oliveira in a second. But when you look at someone like Aldo, it's almost easier for him to win a fight where he's getting badly beaten than a fight where he's almost winning but getting beaten. If you know what I mean? Like <laughs> him versus even, even Volkanovski a little bit. Like Volkanovski was ahead of him uh, during most of that fight. But but not ahead of him enough where he has to drastically change the game. Font was ahead of yeah. him so well in the first three minutes of that fight that he had he had to drastically change the game, and he did. And it was not necessarily made easy, but he, I think, he dominated. In my opinion, he dominated the latter from the three minute point of that fight on. But for Oliveira, I think Oliveira, it it, it was an adjustment in Oliveira's style. But I think it was it, look Aldo Aldo completely changed the way he was fighting from minute two to minute four, complete and utter change. And then he adjusted throughout the fight as well to fight in different sorts of ways. I actually think Oliveira was kind of he is an adjusting fighter. Like <laughs> some fighter, you know, they call him whoopsie doo fighters. They call him uh, jujitsu fighters. I think that's what Oliveira is. He is like, I will fight in all aspects, in all different ways. He is the, the flowy, flowy fighter. Maybe that's how we'll, we'll uh, steal the phrase from uh, Conor McGregor and Artem Lava. That, you know, people talking about him grabbing the glove and pulling up. He was holding that arm to try to fight him in that area. Poirier jumped over, went to the ground. He fought him in that area. And Poirier was kind of so afraid of him in that area that Oliveira was able to stay on top for that whole round. Do you think... When, when he went to the ground there, now in the third round it's a little bit different, but do you think it was like a big change in Oliveira or what was it And to, to control the fight more or was he just fighting in that area? Because we've, you know, the, the whole uh, premise of this is it was a big change, but now thinking about it more, was it or was that just the way he fights? So, I think it's maybe a little bit of both. I think it's obvious that Charles Oliveira has built a style around the initial strength that was his grappling, right? It was very obvious that you don't want to be anywhere near a submission threat when it comes to Charles Oliveira. And we saw that when Dustin wrapped up a body triangle from close guard, which is something you don't really see in grappling, let alone in MMA, right? So I think you're, you're right. And, and when I was watching the fight with, with Charles Oliveira and Justin Poirier, I had a, maybe this is a bit nerdy, but I'm going to go with it. Like, did you, do you used to play Pokemon as a kid? Uh, a little bit, not much, but go on. Do you, do you remember the Pokemon called Ditto? Uh, yeah. It's basically this big jelly thing, right? And basically <laughs> it would, it would fight you wherever you went, okay. whatever style you offered, it would fight you there. Right. And that's, that's what, Remind, that's what Charlie Ellis reminded me on Saturday, right? Where it was like, yeah, he was happy to, to fight striking. He was happy to invest in a game plan round one. He realized that that, that game plan 
you know, got him badly hurt in the first round. So was then happy to exchange with Poirier on the ground. Now, Poirier wasn't as happy to exchange with him on the ground. But when we when we saw, like, Charles Oliveira was like, oh, okay, you have an arm, fantastic, I'll use that. Oh, you've wrapped me up in a body triangle close guard? No problems, I'll land elbows. You, you know, you want to get up and, and, and try and get away? You want to use the fence? That's fine, I'm happy to, I'm happy to fight there too. You know, you often see fighters, when it gets to a position they don't feel comfortable with, they'll just disengage from the position. And they'll just move away and they'll do something else. They'll try and reset. They'll try and initiate some form of exchange that, that favors their, their rule set, their, their style. Charlie Ellis didn't do that. And this is against one of the most elite fighters in the division in Dustin Poirier, right? Now, we can talk about Dustin Poirier and the mental lapses and whatever, whatever that happened in that fight. But the pure fact that Charles Oliveira was so confident that he would be able to adapt his style and adapt the fight wherever it went, was fantastic it's fantastic is that a big part of it too because for font in that fight and I, I feel bad for Font, and i don't want to really uh, pick him out because aldo fought so phenomenally in the latter half of that fight but he wasn't able to adjust to aldo's adjustments absolutely now aldo adjusted so many times it's an imp- literally an impossible task probably a, a little bit different like it felt like he panicked a little bit to Oliveira's adjustments. You know, he even said it himself. He wanted to be defensive in that position. He didn't want to give it up. Like, you're in a world championship fight at the very, very top level. This is your opportunity. You're the guy who almost made it so many times but never did. This is... Mm-hmm. And that's something may sound very, very harsh. And I'm not saying he'll never win a championship. Actually, someone asked me the other day, and I think he will get back there. Will he win it? Who knows? No one can ever predict with anyone. But I do think he'll go back. I have an awful amount of respect for Dustin Poirier. But we're talking about, you mentioned the word upper echelon. This is the very, very highest level of the highest level. The best division in the UFC. The best fighters in the best division in the UFC. And mm-hmm. to go defensive for three minutes of a round just to hold someone in, and then the next round they come out, and you're panicking when they have your back now, it's easy for me to say here, sitting in the man cave, talking to you about that. I'm not the one with Charles Oliveira in my back, but haven't gone back and watched that again. And he said that himself, you know, he thought Charles Oliveira was higher on his back. Oliveira said, but even the way Oliveira got on his back, maybe you can discuss that. You're the, the, the BJJ expert here. But oh, Jesus. <laughs> the way Oliveira got onto his back was, if, if look, someone... If someone did the exact same thing to Dustin Poirier and they weren't Charles Oliveira, he would have stripped that leg, turned around, got his back to the cage, got the over-under turned and be back into a boxing match. If someone else yep. was high on his back, he would have said, is he, oh wait, he's not actually that high. Let me defend, let me catch that arm, let me move it around, let me get him back down on his feet. Okay, he might have my back standing up, but let's, let's defend this the way we defend it. When it was Oliveira, there was a level of panic there and not even just a level of panic, but the level of an inability to adjust, which is the topic of this podcast and why fighters are that can do that are so good. If he could have done that and adjusted better to Oliveira's uh, jujitsu in that way, he would, he could have won that fight. He could have, cause if he had turned Absolutely. it back into the fight we saw in the first round, it could have been his again. I agree. And you know, you have to then question what that does. Let's say Poirier was able to strip. Let's say Charlie, he felt Charlie Ellis was higher. Well, maybe he could have four posted and tried to chuck him off the top. Maybe he would have left an arm open, but at least that's better than being somebody on your back. Why are you not trying to get your back to the fence more? Why are you not trying to fight the hands? Why are you not trying to get your head to the overhook side rather than the underhook side? Like why, why are we not doing the absolute basic things? Like it's not like Justin Poirier is a scrub on the ground. He has a jiu-jitsu black belt and he's a proficient black belt at that, right? It's not one of those black belts you see in a you know sports hall down in some village that you've never been to, right? Like he's a legitimate black belt. And 
I think what's interesting about the adjustments, right, and and maybe a bit of confidence flown in there is if you look at the Conor McGregor fight, how many people did we used to see that they get hit by one Conor McGregor left hand and they're like, oh, this is it, yeah. I'm done. This is, but he didn't. He got hit with the Conor McGregor hand uh, left hand the first time, and you saw him take a big sigh and he was like, oh, I can take that shot. I could take that shot and then he got to work. It feels as though the moment that Charlie Olives grabbed a hold of any jiu-jitsu exchange, Dustin was like, I'm done. I, I don't know how to defend this. He's, he's too good. And that's not true at all. You know, there was bountiful times where Dustin could have made it more difficult. Now, I'm not saying that when Charlie Olives was climbing up on his back that he wouldn't have eventually got the choke. Who knows? Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira will only know that in that moment. But you can absolutely slow that man down and you can absolutely give the, the, the correct defensive mechanics for Charles Oliveira to work around. And Dustin didn't. It also, you know? it also felt a little bit, and I'll draw back to you in a second, but it felt, and he mentioned it afterwards, and they even mentioned it in commentary, so I think it was something maybe he said uh, in the pre-fight you know, scrum with the commentators that he made the mistake against Habib. If he could have again, he would have been more defensive. You can't fight that way. You can't fight your last fight in your next fight. You have to, and this, as we say again, this this podcast is about adjustments. You have to go mm. with what comes. You have to adjust to what's there. And Charles Oliveira, that's his style. Charles Oliveira, his style is to adjust. And Dustin Poirier just didn't adjust. Dustin Poirier was thinking, oh no, this is going to happen again. And that is exactly the mindset. As you said, the McGregor fight, he did not have that mindset. He didn't have the mindset, oh, I got knocked out by Conor McGregor when I was 26 or whatever it was. He's going to do it to me again. He had, no, this is not the same Conor McGregor. I'm a different guy. I'm no longer the old Dustin Poirier who, you know, McGregor said he takes one shot and he goes down like a bag of spuds or Akira Kurosani knocked him down or whoever it might be. This was a different Dustin Poirier. But it felt like that mindset just creeped in a little bit. And it's, you know, all we're talking about here is not just physical or tactical adjustments it's a mental adjustment as well because if you don't have that mental side of it you know just like juliana pena if, if she didn't believe she could be a man she wouldn't if holly holm didn't believe she could beat ronda rousey she wouldn't if matt sarah didn't believe he could be a gsp he wouldn't and it, mm-hmm. it just felt like dustin poirier didn't believe he could defend the jiu-jitsu of charles Oliveira. and look he proved <laughs> him it, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy really wasn't it Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we, we, you know, we 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 speak about mindset there too, and that works on the other side of Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira has so much confidence in his ability to adapt. He has so much confidence in his ability to make adjustments. And if we if we throw it over to make a comparison to a slightly different sport, right? Some of the other, some of the the greatest, say, Champions League finals or you know, uh, Premier League matches or whatever, you'll see. In the in in the game, as it's going between halftime, in between halftime, at minute by minute, managers will make adjustments to their players, to their teams. They'll do things. They'll change formations. They'll change positions. They'll change mentalities of players. And it's then on the other manager: can you make an adjustment to counter my adjustment? Fighting is no different, right? But it's just more blatant because we see in such violent methods and in such uh, visceral methods what happens when the other person can't adapt and can't adjust. And it, it feels very strange to me because it's not like if we if we take away the Habib fight and now the Charles, Charlie Ellis fight, it's not like Poirier hasn't got a style that allows him to adapt. It's not like we haven't seen him adapt in previous fights. But it, it just... There is something to be said about adaptability and confidence, 
right? And I think those two marry so well together. You mentioned Juliana Pena there. You mentioned Matt Serra there. Those guys had the ability to adapt in the moment, knowing that they had the confidence to do that. They had the confidence in themselves, regardless of whether they had the skill at that time, right? We can argue all we want about whether Juliana Pena is a, uh, an out-and-out out more skilled fighter than Amanda Nunes. We can argue at the time, even though GSP wasn't who GSP was at the end, against Matt Serra the first time, he wasn't that that uh, star-studded, gold-gilded statue of a Canadian man. But we can argue whether he was as skilled as Matt Serra there, right? But against Justin Poirier and, and Charles Oliveira, I said in the preview on Friday that I will always pick what I determined to be the more well-rounded, more technical fighter. I picked Dustin Poirier. Yeah, it's and that's not always the winner, is it? It's not. It's not no, always it's not. the winner. And, and, no, and I think and maybe maybe it's ended like this. It's a funny thing. Someone I can't remember who said it, but I remember, and and I, it's a quote I use often. But if you're standing still in this game, you'll be overtaken. You know, you even if you're regressing, you'll be overtaken. But if you're not improving, you're going to be overtaken as well. And I'm not, uh, this is not a thing of Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier or Rob Font or anyone. This is an all around sort of thing. If you're a fighter who isn't learning to adjust your style in the middle of the fight, if your plan A is your only plan, if your plan B is your only plan, if your plan C is your only plan, you don't have enough plans, you know, mm-hmm. and there will be a fighter mm-hmm. out you out there who doesn't have any plans but has every plan at the same time. And Jose Aldo is one of those guys. Charles Oliveira is one of those guys. And it, it is changing the very sport as we look at it right in front of our faces. And you know what? It's uh, it's pretty exciting and it's pretty fun. Right, we will leave it there. Harry, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you to everybody for listening. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. And we'll see you all next time.